welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I'm getting hungry, Jeff. Uh, it's never a good idea to listen to this show while you're hungry. I promise you it's not a good idea to record these types of shows when you are hungry, because tonight we are jumping into the second show of our theme park dining series. And in full disclosure, I'm going to tell you that this is a park that out of any of them, I definitely eat at the least. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about Disney's Hollywood Studios and the dining that exists within it. And maybe we will convince not only you, the listener, someplace that you should frequent, but maybe even me or maybe even Sandy at the same time, that there might be something there that we deserve to give a shot or maybe even a second tasting. So let's let's jump right in and have a seat at the metaphorical table, Sandy. We have a, a bunch of different categories that we want to tackle within this theme park. What do you, where do you want to begin? What, what's the best way for us to start well, off? I want to kind of jump off of what you said for a minute, because I think it's really what our show focuses on. Everybody is different and that's fine. There isn't a one size fits all answer on anything Disney. We have a lot of clients who don't eat in this park for dinner as much as some of the other parks. I think also because the transportation from Hollywood Studios to Epcot is so super easy, especially with sky gondolas and boats. And we are going to talk about Epcot in a future episode, but Epcot has close to as much dining, sit-down dining, as the other parks combined. Right. So I think sometimes it's just about all the other choices calling out to you. Yeah, and I think that's fair, right? I mean, and and as we get to that Epcot show, or as we've discussed, it might even have to be shows. It is worth mentioning that sometimes you can't get a seat in some of those things that you want, and so you're 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 ending up in a space. Maybe it's based off of a park reservation that you have to have. Then you and you're really looking for a place for you and your traveling party to go and maybe sit down and have a meal, maybe have a signature meal. Maybe you're just grabbing and going. And that's really what our intentions are this evening is to give you a little bit of a breakdown of, of what your options would be. So let's, I guess if it's okay with you, do you want to begin with the sit down dining? You bet. And I'm going to start with a little bit of character because that's always a good spot to start. There you go. Hollywood and Vine is a really unique character experience for a couple of reasons. So it's obviously in the park. I love to do one of two things when I pick a dining time for that. Either a pre-park dining so I can get in before the park opens and sit down and be ready to go in the park once the park is open. Or I will time my dining to be about 45 minutes after the park opens so that we run to an attraction that's going to have a super short line, get something in fast, and then go eat. But what makes this unique is twofold. This one has different characters for breakfast. When you do a breakfast there, you're going to find the Disney Junior characters. And I will say, just like the Disney Junior shows, those characters change every year to two. So definitely ask your agent, look on the website to see who currently are the Disney Junior stars. And then for lunch and dinner, it's Mickey and Friends, but again, unique in that they're seasonal. So seasonal meaning how they're dressed. We've all talked about the famous Chef Mickey, the original of Character Meals, where Mickey and Friends are always dressed as a chef, no matter what time of year and what time of day you go. 
But here, because it's seasonal, what you'll find if you go in October is that the characters are all dressed for Halloween. But if you're going in December, they're all going to be dressed for the holidays. They've got a springtime wardrobe and a summertime wardrobe as well. So they're going to change outfits multiple times per year. Which makes it a, a rotating experience, right? I mean, you know if you enjoy the menu at Hollywood and Vine that you're guaranteed a good meal. But as far as the experience goes, it, it changes depending upon the season, which does make it a cool and unique option for folks. Uh, one of the things in this park that I, I, I wanted to bring up to you that we had talked about off air is 50s Primetime Cafe. You know, we had talked about the, the changing of Disney's of Hollywood Studios and, and the original theming of what it was. This particular restaurant, from my perspective, fits so well with the original theming that that was really the last time I was there was when I, it might have even been called the MGM Studios when I was there. But it really places you in a, a totally uniquely themed experience as you're sitting and dining. It does. And, you know, I'm I always describe it in a good reference point for me. So I'm going to show my age here. When I go to 50s prime time, I feel like I'm on the set of Happy Days in their kitchen. Sure. And so those of you probably under about 35 are going, huh? <laughs> um, you know, it's that Formica table with the silver rim. It's the old style black and white TV. That's the layout. But what makes it unique is the attitude there. And if you don't know what you're in for, you may find the servers to be rude. <laughs> so, for example, it's going to have that kind of traditional old-time menu. Meatloaf and peas and mashed potatoes is a very popular dinner there. Sure is, yes. And, you know, Jeff, I'm not going to give away your age, but I'll, I'll go for your well over 21. <laughs> and maybe you don't like your peas. And at home, you just wouldn't put them on your plate or you'd push them around your plate and you wouldn't eat them. But if you choose to order the meatloaf and not eat your peas, your server might put your peas on the fork and make airplane noises and have you eat your peas. <laughs> or you might drop your straw wrapper on the floor. And instead of saying nothing or ignoring it or picking it up for you, the server might bring you a broom and dustpan and ask you to clean it up for yourself. That's the style, the little game behind the restaurant. Know your party. Know whether, you know, one of your kids being handed that dustpan is going to cause tears for the next two hours. If it sounds like something of interest to you, but you want to be a spectator, it's okay when you're seated to tell your waiter or waitress you don't want to play and just take in the atmosphere. <laughs> I don't want to play. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how many they, they actually hear that after. It's It's got to be a returning guest that, that thinks to say that. Not a lot of first-timers are probably made aware of that unless they have a travel specialist that they're working with. It is definitely something that people come to me and say, you know, I have to go. My friend said we have to be there. Um, and I will ask them if they're aware. And they'll say to me, oh, no, <laughs> my family won't do that. And again, that's okay. You can still go and just opt not to play. All right. We got a couple more sit downs. Where do you want to go next? It's got a sci fi, again, huge theming. Sci fi driving, just like its name sounds, old style cars, two people to a row, three rows per car. So listen to that carefully, depending on your family and what dinner is like for you. Ideally, 
These work for families of two to six people. You sit in the car like you're in a movie theater, a drive-in theater. It's a little dark out. You're looking at the screen and as its name implies, sci-fi movies. Mostly, if you're not aware of what I always think of and what I see when I'm there, that means black and white things with dinosaurs roaring. That may be a win for your child. That may scare your child. This is not Mickey cartoons, sci-fi movies. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, kind of average fare. It's more about the experience. But again, the experience can be a lot of fun for people, but it might not work for others. If your kids need you to cut their food, but you want to sit next to your husband, that's not going to happen because you're going to be in a different row in the car. Again, two people per row, three rows per car. The other thing is you might be sharing your car. Let's say you're a family of four. They might walk you to a car that already has two guests eating, or they might walk you to an empty car and you're like, ooh, we got this whole car to ourselves. And then a couple of minutes later, the waitress comes over and says, hey, you should know better than to pick up hitchhikers. And they seat a party of two behind you. Each row is pretty much considered its own table. If you love the car system, just be aware also, if you're a very large party, they do have a couple of plain large tables. So you might not get that atmosphere seating that you were counting on. You also should be aware that if you are a party of two, <laughs> that you might be joining a lovely family of four at any point too. So it does go in both directions that you just know what you're signing up for. Uh, we do have one more sit down. If you'd like to take that one, that'd be great. You bet. Mama Melrose. Um, I like Mama Melrose. I'm a big Italian person. We have so many clients that are Italian. Um, when Fantasmic is happening, they also do the dinner package with preferred seating here that brings this one top of the list. Lots of great choices. I love it for the kids. They do a create your own pizza. So they'll let them spoon the sauce on and the cheese and they kind of get to play and have a little bit of fun. Again, I think as parks go, Epcot and Animal Kingdom really take the win on a lot of the dining. This one's a little bit harder to find lots of great fits, which I think is also why you don't eat there a lot. You will find basics like chicken parm. They've got some spaghetti and meatballs, spaghetti and shrimp, and even a basic strip steak if your family's Italian eaters, but you're not. Um, and obviously the simple Italian of flatbread pizza for those that aren't ordering off the kid's menu. So we go from the sit-down meals to the signature dining inside this park. And I know that this is a, a, there's a program tied to this particular restaurant that you've definitely taken advantage of. So we'll mention that as well. But the signature dining experience inside Disney's Hollywood Studios is the Brown Derby. You bet. And it is, like many Disney things, based off of something real. Um, it is based off of the Brown Derby in California, which is famous for its Cobb salad. Um, I will save you the whole history on Cobb salad, but Google it. It's kind of <laughs> cool. And they do a phenomenal Cobb salad. And then they are known for their grapefruit cake dessert. This is a signature dining experience. So when the meal plan is active, it's two dining credits. And remember, the meal plan only dictates how you pay. Anybody can eat anywhere as long as you have reservations. 
Remember, sit-down dining, having reservations is key. 60 days prior to check-in, if you're an on-site guest, you or your travel specialist can make reservations for your entire stay starting at 6 a.m. If you're an off-site guest, you'll have to make your dining reservations 60 days out every day of your trip. So again, one of the great on-site benefits is one day to do your dining. Not only is it more convenient, but it's going to give you more options. Keep in mind, depending on the time of year you're in the parks, I have a very different vision than Disney on what time dinner time is. In my family, I grew up with a dad that worked in Manhattan, so we ate late. Late in my house was 7 or 7.15. Many of you may be surprised to know that in the seasons like holiday weeks when the parks are open till 11 or 12 at night, you can get a sit-down dinner at 10.45 at night, and that might be the only time that's available if you're booking very close in. So dining is really key to get that booked ahead. Talk to us a little bit about the Dining with Imagineer program that I know that has been known to happen inside Brown Derby. It is a favorite of mine. It is in the Bamboo Room, which is a private room in the Brown Derby. It is in Imagineer, as the title implies, having lunch with up to 10 guests. So private dining with an Imagineer. Imagineering spans all kinds of different things. It's not just the creative genius, the concepts, things that you would think of. It's not just the artist that's painting it. It's the engineers. It's the architects. It's everything that makes Disney come to life. And when the program went on hiatus, they had almost 40 Imagineers taking part in it. I have had the pleasure of dining with 13 of them, and it is my goal to get them all, so they need to start it back up for me. <laughs> um, again, just 10 people, so you need to make a reservation early. It's very hard to get. But they'll tell you how they got their start in Disney, what's their career is like, all the different projects they've worked on, and then they will take any question you have about Disney. They're obviously not going to give you secrets that aren't out there. They're not going to tell you what the opening date is for Tron, but they can talk to you about the construction on it if they worked on it. They can tell you some really unique stories, similar to our cast chronicles, but you get to ask the questions. There you go. All right. So let's move on from the signature dining, from the sit down dining, and we're going to go over to the quick service dining, which is really from my from my standpoint where I've really grabbed and, and gone most inside this park. But let's break them down kind of in rapid fire, give, I guess, one or two sentences about each so that we know exactly what we're talking about. Because a lot of these quick service restaurants are specific to different parts of the park in which they are located. So they're themed that way as well. So where do you want to get started? I'm going to start with Uga's Cantina because that's the one I'm honestly going to talk about the most okay. because it's the one that's most unique that I will be honest, I don't always understand. Um, and the Cantina, for those of you that are Star Wars fans, it's a Star Wars thing. They serve food, breakfast through dinner, late, late dinner. It's really super light bites. It's about the atmosphere and the entertainment. If you listen to our Star Wars episode, I go into a lot more detail. It's a great reservation to have if you're a Star Wars person. Don't think of it as your meal. You're going to struggle to have a meal. 
it is shared tables, much more so than the sci-fi. You literally could be seated with somebody. You could get a standing cocktail table. There is no guaranteed type of seating. But the nice thing is, there's also no requirement for what you must order. So if you go in and you decide, you know what, I've looked around, I'm done, that's fine. If you just want to grab a quick drink and then go, that's fine too. Very difficult to get into, almost impossible to get a standby reservation. So definitely unique that it's a quick service that needs that reservation. Okay, what's next? Uh, we're going to stay in Batu, Docking Bay 7 and Rontu Roasters again. For those of you that are huge fans, it's definitely well, well-themed quick service. And we talked briefly in an episode, I've kind of given in now and started to really love using the app to do your quick service meal order in advance. It really helps with the hangry crowd. I'll pass around my phone when we're standing in line for an attraction, helps pass time. Let everybody order their lunch at, you know, 1030 or 11 in the morning with a pickup time at noon and makes it much easier. It also helps you to look at what the actual food items are, because some of them are, like you said, serious theming. Some of them are going to take on a little bit of a different life of their own. Gives you a little bit of a, a flavor for what you're actually jumping into later on. Where else? ABC Commissary. I'm going to say similar to your comments on 50s primetime, when it was back in the day you really appreciated abc obviously the television station the idea was that it was the lunch place on the television set right you know i think some of the people are a little lost on that concept now but you will <laughs> see posters for a lot of the really popular abc shows because if you don't know it disney owns abc so some real basic things they do a great option with delivery to your table a little bit more upscale on your quick service you can actually get steak as a meal in a quick service so a little unusual but neat one of my favorite parts of disney hollywood studios is old school it's the muppet vision 3d and i know that they just redid the restaurant outside there and we're now looking directly at pizza rizzo great italian and very basic as its name implies pizzas and salads um, but a good spot also that they really work with food allergies, like most of them. But some people hesitate when they hear pizza. They will accommodate here. Okay, great. What else? Woody's Lunchbox over in Toy Story. Really, really adorable location. It's more of a little kiosk to me because all of the seating is outdoors. So this is definitely not the spot to go in the rain. You will be wet. Your food will be wet. Um, <laughs> cute little Pop-Tart for breakfast. And I'm not supposed to call it a Pop-Tart. It's not an official Pop-Tart. Um, again, in Toy Story theme, mini baby bell cheeses, s'mores French toast. I love just the look of it. So swing by there. And again, this park has a lot more outdoor dining. Besides Woody's Lunchbox having all outdoor, Dockside Diner, right on the lake there, is a walk-up window with some outdoor tables. And then as you're on your way to the Beauty and the Beast Theater, the Tower of Terror, the Fantasmic Theater, you will find on your left the Fairfax dining area. Different little kiosks. I kind of think of it like a food court. 
mainly outdoor seating. There are definitely no walls, but some of it is slightly covered, a little bit of shade, um, but all kinds of hamburgers, chicken fingers, pizza. The one other thing about this park is they have a lot of the unique snacks and desserts. So when it's a holiday or a special occasion, you'll find lots of options over here. Well, it's always a special occasion when you can walk up to a stand inside of Batu and grab either green milk or blue milk. The last time that we were there, my children got a chance to experience uh, the snack that was green milk and blue milk. They both tried them. I have a lovely picture of them enjoying their green and blue milk. Uh, so you can, you just like Luke Skywalker, you can, you can go ahead and have that. That is available to you. Um, very sweet. I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Very, very sweet. And it's important to know at the milk stand, as it's called, it's not real milk. Correct. It's coconut and rice milk. It's a plant-based option. So it is allergen friendly and great for everybody. And it is blue and it is green. <laughs> it is blue and it is green. But you know what you didn't talk about, Jeff? What's the that? non-kid version. Well, that's because I didn't experience that. I had to finish my the milk of both of my children who had sugar rush at the time. But go ahead. There, 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 there is a mommy juice version. They will spike your blue or green milk if you're interested. Yeah, next time. Next time. Maybe they'll get us through Hollywood Studios next time in the, in the heat of Florida. But what are and the, from spiked milk, we'll go to Baseline Tap House. That, that's where I was hoping we were going next. Go ahead. I've really come to enjoy it again. 98% outdoor seating. I know a lot of friends of mine. Some of us have to work while we're on vacation. Grab a beer, sit outside and enjoy a very light bite menu. Great pretzels, charcuterie and lots of custom beers to choose from. Yeah, you had you had me at Tap House. It's just just that that is right in my lane right there. What's the last one we have here? Katsaka's Kettle. Um, again, we're headed back to Batu, and that is unique popcorn options and very, very unique popcorn containers. So lots of fun choices. Awesome. Well, you know, we've we've kind of gone through a little bit of everything that there is to offer. Obviously, that you know, you can find some some coffees and you can find some pastry and things like that that are kind of littered throughout there. And you had mentioned that as the holiday seasons or as as the seasons change, different things pop up. So check with your travel specialist to make sure that what you, the time you're traveling lines up with something that you might be looking for. But is there anything else that we haven't mentioned tonight that you think is worth leaving the guests with? You know, again, I will say, with the exception probably of dining in Batu, I'm not a huge fan of a quick service location being the be-all and end-all. I'm good with having quick service near where I am instead of adding all these extra steps to cross the park just to get a hamburger or pizza when I'm already getting fourteen to 18,000 steps in a day. Maybe it lets me have an extra dessert, but you know what? In Florida, I've earned that extra dessert. Well, I agree with that. Sandy, we've got two down. We've got two daunting theme parks to go with dining inside of them. Thanks for taking the time tonight to break it down. You've earned a snack tonight. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anybody know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>